0: The views and opinions expressed on the Poor Ass Podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of BME Recovery Content Productions. Any content provided by our guests are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. And on that note, enjoy the episode. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. I have a new website. Go to www.poraspodcast.com for episodes. That's www.p-o-r-a-s-s-p-o-d-c-a-s-t.com. So if you hear uh, vcomedy.com, that is the old website. Go to www.poraspodcast.com for episodes and enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Bye.
1: This is Veronica Porras, host of Porras Podcast, the, uh, the anti-rags-and-riches podcast featuring actors, musicians, and uh, real comics and real people. So I have, on today's episode, I have TJ Fortuna. Did I say your last name right? Yes, you did. <laughs> Fortuna. He is a personal trainer uh, for Fortuna Fitness. Um, one of the reasons I asked him to be on the podcast is that, uh, he used to be my personal trainer, um, in San Francisco at crunch fitness. And, um, he's a killer trainer. He's killer. I really enjoyed working, um, working with him. Um, I really loved his approach and we've, we've, Continued to be Facebook friends. Uh, since then, he has moved to Southern California. Um, where are you? Where are you right
2: now? I'm in a little town called Santa Barbara, California, which is about two hours north of LA. So
1: I want to. Um, so another thing, like I asked, I asked you to be on the podcast is. Um, this is an anti-rags-to-riches podcast, and I wanted, I wanted to talk more about health and fitness for um, low-income individuals and health and fitness for um, underserved uh, populations and, um, and how, you're, how you're going about that in your, in your uh, professional life. So tell the listeners a little bit about you, like how did you get into per, uh, personal
2: training? yeah all right well you know that really starts way back when when I got a job at the gym at 15 years old I was a troublemaker in school I had gotten uh, you know I had gotten kicked out of one of my high schools and my my punishment was I had to work at the gym and so you know at the time I was I was you know I really like telling the story because it's a real complete transformation I went in uh, very self absorbed very um, all about me and my issues, and I never smiled and and whatnot and uh, and the gym changed me because it was you 're serving people you 're helping people. I saw anyone and everyone walk into the gym um, and 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 they 'd walk out different they 'd walk out with a different you know physiology. I remember one time I was really thrown off because I saw this uh, you know I always thought gyms were about a certain style you know, certain type of person, you know, this jock or something like that. And then Mm -hmm. I see this one guy walk in and he's got these long dreadlocks, this Rastafari, and he walks in and he goes in, he hits his workout, he comes back out and he's just smiling. He got that, he has that natural kind of high going on. And, and I asked him, I said, I'm like, what are you doing here, man? Like, you know, I said, what, what, what the heck are you doing here working out? I didn't think this, you know, again, Mm -hmm. in my, in my, perception I'm just thinking only jocks work out and this guy was this laid back real cool cat and he says he says man he says you got to live said, if you want to live you got to exercise so wow that kind of started to change my 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 personality or my my thought process about what fitness did for people and um you know to make a long story short um after helping people in the gym get started on memberships for a few years I realized that I actually wanted to do more than just get them started in the gym. I wanted to see them all the way to their goals. I wanted to really help people out to not just get in the gym, but actually learn how to connect with their body, get a good workout. I wanted to show people that somebody cared about them, uh, based on my thought process around watching the fitness industry and feeling like um, I wasn't seeing as much of that as I wanted to. And it was really just to, re- to solve a problem, which was just to take care of people. And that, and that was the outlet that I found for me, um, which was just taking care of people by helping them get healthy and get fit.
1: Awesome. So what, I remember like the last, when, when I first met you, you actually traveled, traveled a lot. What, what brought you to San Francisco during that time? It was like around 2010, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So um, before that, I had previously lived in a a little town called Bakersfield, California. <laughs> and, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, Bakersfield is very much, um, you know, I, I, I worked a lot of hours in the gym. I, I pretty much worked 12 hours a day, seven days a week, and I'd get home at night and I would dig through all these books about the world and about cultures and about different types of people and I just became fascinated with, with exploring and, uh, and one for my birthday, I went up to San Francisco for a week and I fell in love. I fell in love with the city because it was, it was people, it was diversity. It it was, it was cool. I said, man, how can this be only seven miles across, you know, from end to end on, on, uh, you know, going from ocean to bay. And yet all these people seem to get along. What the heck's going on here? Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and so I was, I was really curious. So I, I, I loved it. And then, and I had this, I had this thought process, like, you know, on the other side was in our industry, San Francisco has some of the the best training facilities, uh, the, the coaches up there are known as being some of the best in, you know, in the country or, or definitely in the state. So if I wanted to be a great coach, I needed to be around the best and I wanted to get up to SF. I wanted to explore myself, learn more about people, learning more about me and, um, It just seemed like a really cool adventure to to get up to SF and 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 yeah, kind of see where do I fit, where do I where do I stand amongst the best.
1: Um, it's interesting that you mentioned San Francisco has one of the best um, hubs for for coaches, and especially um, LA, LA, San Francisco, the the well populous um, areas, and uh. I know when I was talking to you about an episode about coming you coming having you on the podcast, we were talking about cities that probably aren't well known for top of the line personal training like uh, like Bakersfield or those small small towns or cities that have you know very very high op- like um opioid opioid or drug drug addicted um populations. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Cause I know you did a little stint and you were, you were working in a gym in Bakersfield, correct?
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
1: Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, tell me a little bit more on, on kind of your question. Cause I'm, I'm definitely into what you're saying and I, and I've lived in different areas that had some of those issues. So, so yeah. What, what part, it, what part do you want me to explain more specifically?
1: I think like go go into what what resources are available in underserving, underserving cities or if they're if they're not available, how can a person who you know who, who is of low income, an underserved population, how can they get access to health and fitness if they're living in a um, low economic um, city.
2: Definitely. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Well, uh one thing I really liked about, well, I, I worked in sales, you know, in, in gym members, in gyms. So I did, I did gym membership sales from 17 years old to 23 years old. And the gym memberships I sold were about $27 a month. And part of my pitch when I was in gym membership sales, when somebody would come in and they would tell me that they had, um, diabetes, they were maybe 20, 40 pounds, 50 pounds, a hundred pounds, overweight. Mm. They tell me they had anxiety. They tell me they had these things. Um, I always thought, man, you know, for $27 a month you get access to a gym that you can go in every day For as many hours as it's open and you have access to work on yourself and help to turn some of those things around. My goal was to, was to try to educate and then create a different belief in what the gym actually did for people. So to, to very, you know, um, to, to answer that question coming from gyms, my biggest thing would be join a gym. Because, for the dollars and cents that it costs, it's probably from the way I look at it, the best investment that you could make in your in all of your budget does that, does that make sense
1: yeah, yeah, it does yeah it does um, yeah what when you're pitching so one of the things see, that's a really good good pitch uh, what I want to know, like what are the what are the excuses you hear, you hear the most and like, how have you turned that around?
2: Yeah. Um, so, so it's funny. We, we, we call them objections in sales. And, uh, and I used to love this because I loved studying the objections and learning what people would say and kind of having something ready to go, uh, like, you know, for, for when they would give me their, their excuse. And, um, and they're all valid reasons. They really are. Um, one of them's time. And, and they would say, you know, I don't have enough time. And, you know, imagine a 17 year old kid, you know, you tell him I don't have time. And, and then he says, well, there's 168 hours in a week. Let's go ahead and plot this out. Let's look at your schedule. And then I proceed to actually, what a crazy guy I was, right? I would sit there <laughs> and I'd go, how many hours, how many hours do you work? How many hours uh, do you sleep? Tell me this, uh, how many hours would you say that you spend time eating how many t- How many hours do you need for your friends? Maybe you go to church or you have some spirituality what How many hours do you spend in there? Um, how about hobbies activities? what kind of hours do you spend in there i'd add up their time and I would show them, well, it looks like we've got uh maybe twenty unaccumulated hours here or tw- twenty accumulated hours here that we can uh, that we can actually use towards fitness and mm-hmm. and, ma'am or sir, really all I need is three hours a week or, or, uh, 30 minutes, three times a week for you to be in the gym. Doesn't sound like that something you could do. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: So that would be one, that would be one time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, another big one is money. You know, certainly money Mm -hmm. was one that a lot of people use because it's, um, it's a valid excuse. You know, we don't, you know, um, there are limited resources, um, in the world. Right. So, Mm -hmm. With it, I would try to then add up, um, dollars and cents and I would try to find out where was there being money spent. Again, I'm trying to make room in their budget for $27. So I'd find out Mm -hmm. where in their budget, if, if we could, if we could do a, let's say a dollar a day, where could we find one dollar every day that they could actually invest in the gym?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and that, and that was my thought process on that. Okay. Well, it's a dollar a day. Do you have an extra buck a day that you, that you probably throw away almost on a, a soda pop or a this or that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, um, and, and so money was, was another one. Um, location is another one. The gym's too far, this or that. That's, that's mm-hmm. a valid one. Some people don't have access to a you know, a gym that's close by. Um, but we'd work with them on that. And, um, uh, Uh, there, there is a, a really funny one, uh, spouse. My, I need to talk to my spouse before I join the gym. I always thought Mm -hmm. that was a funny one because it, I -hmm. I considered it wasn't really about the spouse. It was more about spending the money. So it came Mm -hmm. back to the money again, Mm
3: -hmm. but
2: every once in a while I'd get one where somebody would say, well, my part, my partner does not want me to work out. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and that became a tough one, right? Because I said, mm-hmm. "Well, hold on a second. Your partner that loves you, that wants you, the vibrant you, the healthy you—they don't want you to work out. Get yeah. out of here." No, that's
1: that—that's actually a valid dynamic in certain, especially in dysfunctional relationships. Yeah, that. Um, <laughs> no, I—I I had a friend where um, I don't want to say her name, um, but uh, lymphedemia, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but like serious, serious health issues over, um, obese. And, and so to the point where it was life threatening, um, turn, you know, making steps to turn her, her life around, like total, total drastic. And her husband, well, she got divorced over it. And because she was getting well and he didn't like her well, like it, like the dynamic only worked if she was, um, sick, but because she was getting well, it, the dynamic wasn't working anymore. So, you know, one of the reasons that they got, they got divorced, but that's a really, really valid, um, valid reason. But how would, yeah. as a professional, like how would you even how would you even like navigate something like that? You might come across a um a situation where they want to get better but they're in an abusive relationship dynamic. Like how like as a professional, how how would you navigate that?
2: Yeah, that's um, you know, that's a really that's a really tough one and I think the first thing is understanding that um it wasn't just her that was sick in the relationship. Um, so you're dealing with, with a, a tough situation and it's one to not quickly judge and make assumptions, right?
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: um, part of my process has changed. Now for all my new training clients, before we even sit down and talk about programs and go over cost and things like that, I ask for the spouse to be there with us. Mm-hmm. I say, if you, if you are married, if you have a loved one, or anyone that shares a kitchen with you, Mm -hmm. I need everyone in the house to be at this consultation because they need to know what's going on. They need to know what we're going to be involved in and how this is all going to work. And so, so, so that's the first part that I do to try to mitigate that, that section. But then let's talk about this side of where somebody actually has to hide it from their spouse. Mm -hmm. And that, that I've had, I've had certainly at least a handful um, you know, if, if not a, you know, half, half a dozen or more people in my, in the last 17 years that have actually told me, sorry, my spouse doesn't know I'm here. I'm here to exercise. They get very jealous when I come to the gym and it's really a, a kind of a jealousy type thing. Um, I don't want, you know, yeah. And, mm. and and to be honest, V I'm telling you, it's, it's a really tough thing. I I just have, uh, you know, Um, compassion for the situation because I've seen it before. And it's, Mm. it's one of those things where you just try to look at the person and you let them know like, Hey, um, you're not alone. You've got support. Let me know whatever I can do to help you and and serve you. And you have to, in my opinion, I think the stance that I've always chosen was to not um, push that envelope because you don't know the whole situation and you don't know the what's going on on the on the other side, so you mm-hmm. offer support, you let that person know that 's in a tough spot that hey, you know do you need help I'm, I'm here for you if you need anything um, and 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 then that's it you know, and then if they decide that they can they want to join and they want to take that next step that 's up to them you know because at the end of the day they they do have to um deal with any of the consequences of those actions. Right. Mm
3: -hmm. And that's
2: something that I've always been very careful to. And I don't know if this is the, the, was the professional side, but my morals said, let this person know that you care and you love them. Let them know that they're cared about and that, um, that there is love out there for them. I don't mean in a romantic way, but that Mm -hmm. people care about you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and hopefully what that does is, and what I've seen it do in some people is kind of lights them up. V, mm-hmm. you still there? Okay, there you go. Um,
3: yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. It, it lights them up, and you see those, those eyes brighten up. And I have seen situations where um, women have – I'll talk about women specifically. Um, I, I think this I've seen this happen with men as well on the other side, but I'm going to really say that women are the, are the bigger part of this. Um, I've seen women get strong – get confident, um, build themselves up in the gym and then go back to the partner and say, Hey, look, this is where I stand. You're either in or you're out
3: Mm. and,
2: and, and actually stand up for themselves. And sometimes that means they're not in the relationship they were anymore, but,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: um, they had to get that self-love first to, to understand that they, you know, that they, 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 um, they deserved that love from another person. They deserved that support from another person. Um, mm-hmm. that they're living with their loved one or whatnot. So that is a tough spot. I have a lot of compassion for, for, um, men or women in those, uh, in, in an abusive relationship. And it's, it's, um, it's a, t- it's a tricky spot to navigate. And I really try to just offer support and not tell anyone what to do. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If that makes sense.
1: No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so on that note, uh, just to go to go back on your consultation and and getting both the the husband or or you know the partners. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, as part of the consultation process, uh, that's new. I've never seen that before. I mean, I, like I'm a single person, so I I I've never had to bring a partner to a co- a consultation. But as part of that consultation, it's like a. Like, an, like a like you know, and everyone every everyone has has a part in in the process, and that kind of on my next on my next talking point, I want to talk about food. Um, you know, it's not just about ex, you know going to the gym and exercising. Food, like um, diet is a huge a huge part in it. I know we were talking yeah. about uh, like especially um, for someone who is low low income. Uh, I've definitely had, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm sustainable. I'm like, I'm not rich. Uh, it's like, it's not like I have a trust fund or, or anything, but there has been times where, you know, um, I'm looking at my bank account and fast food is just so easy. And I think it's, I mean, I don't know. This is something that I've, I've noticed. I've noticed that fast food is getting cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. You can even use your EBT. To purchase fast food, you're not supposed to, but some uh, there's the Burger King in San Francisco when I was living there. It was like a huge banner, like EBT accepted accepted here. Um, so you know, for someone who, who who is on on the budget and they're living paycheck to paycheck, what are what are um, you know what what staples should be in their refrigerator and pantry? for, you know, to have a sustainable diet. Can you talk about that?
2: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. And something just kind of popped up in my head when you were explaining that. And I was thinking, wow. So it sounds like really, if only you're in a worst case scenario where you absolutely cannot afford real food, should you eat fast food?
3: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean,
2: that, that, that actually is pretty huge. Mm-hmm. It, unless you're at, unless you, this is your only option. That's the only reason you should eat fast food. If it's your absolutely only option, you don't have access to anything else. Wow, that's huge. Anyone that that has the possibility of walking into a grocery store and uh, purchasing or investing in some produce, uh, some real food, um, even even stepping up and going organic if they can afford that. Mm-hmm. Wow that better be your first option if you can afford it. Cause man, there's people that really want real food and the closest they can get to it is fast food, mm-hmm. man. All right. That's, that was big for me. That was big <laughs> for me. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for explaining that. <laughs> okay. So,
3: mm-hmm.
2: so on, on this side, um, you know, the, the truth is, is that real food, real food is the number one thing as far as food that the parameters that you should follow. So there's vegan, vegetarian, paleo, omnivore, Atkins, all these different diets out there. The one thing that we all agree on is that you should eat real food. And that means, um, you know, to use uh, some Michael Pollan quotes from his book, Food Rules or Omnivore's Dilemma, if you've heard of those ones. um, He basically says, you know, um, in the grocery store, shop the peripheries of the grocery store. Stay out of those middle aisles. So we're talking about vegetables, we're talking about meat, eggs, things like that, mm. um, the, the, the dairies or the uh, those, shop those areas, stay away from those middle sections where you have the stuff in boxes, the processed foods, the frozen foods, right?
1: Oh, so the perimeter, the perimeter of the grocery store.
2: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Shop the perimeter of the grocery store.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. I never thought of
2: that. Okay. Yeah. That's an interesting one, right? Uh, um, look, at the, look at the ingredients. If, if you're looking at ingredients and you can't pronounce some of the ingredients and, and probably a third grader can't pronounce them, you probably shouldn't be eating it because your body doesn't recognize it either.
3: <laughs> um,
2: what's, what's interesting is there's, um, you know, there are food deserts all across the country, um, food desert being a place that people cannot get access to high-quality food. The closest mm. thing in their town is like a 7-Eleven. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I give I give 7-Eleven some some kudos, man. They uh, in the last five years or so, they've actually made a a big push to put healthy food in the stores. So now if you walk into a 7-Eleven, yeah, you can find hard boiled eggs. You can find um, uh, bananas, apples. You know, they actually have a little a little section that's specifically for healthy food in real food.
1: Mm, I'm How going cool to the web- Oh, I'm go- I'm at their website right now, 711.com, healthy choices. And of course they have the sandwiches, the bakery, the pizza, but I'm going cl- yeah. to clicking. I'm clicking healthy choices. And garden side salad, um kale and quinoa salad. Wow, really? Um
2: 711, what's up?
1: <laughs> and then they have their little the little snacks hummus hummus and pretzels bananas yeah yep. uh, bananas two bananas for a dollar um, they have a strawberry cup watermelon cup fruit harvest Um oh, let's want to see if they have prices I'm not seeing prices
2: cool you, you know so 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 part of it is um, some of the some of the easiest things for for most people if they're trying to you know, the old, the old broke bodybuilder diet, like we, you know, like we call it is, you know, you get, you get your chicken in bulk. Uh, you, you get your, your eggs by the crate.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, you, you find your, your vegetables, your broccolis, your, you know, your, uh, your spinach, your asparagus, find just, you know, whatever types of things that you can get access to. You buy Mm -hmm. it in bulk and you keep your meals really simple. You need your, you need proteins, you need carbohydrates, and you need fats. Proteins, carbs, and fats. And 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 every meal should have proteins, carbs, and fats in different variations, different amounts per person depending on what's best for them. Um, but you know, with when you when you go in, when you're eating real food, the nice thing is that you get more nutrition for the dollar. So although some people think that it's just about calories in, calories out, Mm-hmm. The way I've always taught and coached clients is that food matters. It's not calories in, calories out. Um, have you heard that that term, calories in, calories out?
1: I have not. What does um, explain that? What yeah. does that mean? Is that like a an, an old way of thinking?
2: Yeah. So so it what used to be that? in the gym, basically, where hey, it doesn't matter what you eat. You just need to make sure that you're either eating the amount of calories that you need for sustainability. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to gain weight, eat more calories than that. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to lose weight, you just need to eat a calorie deficit. So you just need to make sure you're not eating um, too many calories for maintenance. You're eating just enough. So say for instance, somebody has 2000 calories to maintain their weight. That's Mm -hmm. what they need to maintain their weight. If they were to take in 1600 calories, then they would have 400 less calories every day. And over time, that's gonna slowly help them drop weight. Mm-hmm. The reason that, that, that that's not exactly true, exactly,
3: mm-hmm. is
2: because really um, it's more what's more important from my opinion is getting somebody healthy. Not necessarily them gaining weight or losing weight. It's about getting them healthy and them getting the nutrition that their bodies uh, digestive system needs their hormone system needs all their body's processes need so uh, what you really want to do is you want to focus on what's nutrient dense so you're talking about vegetables you're talking about uh, quality meats you're talking about eggs that's such a nutrient eggs are nature's multivitamin
1: yeah I mean that's I grew up I grew up where you know uh I don't know how it happened, but like eggs are bad, and like okay, don't eat eggs, and then like like eggs are good. So this this brings on to another topic of like there's so much information out and misinformation, and information is changing. Is there any is there anything that's constant that's you know regardless of what people throw throw out? Is there anything that's there that's truly the, like a a constant or a standard that's,
2: that's never going to
1: change, change.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, inherently like everything will change, (laughs) everything will change. So, so, so unfortunately, um, like for instance, I would love to say, um, I would love to say something like, you know, eat organic produce and no matter what, keep eating organic produce. Mm -hmm. And the, the part that may change, which is a whole nother topic is the quality of our soil. If we keep allowing certain things to happen, then the quality of our soil is not going to be very good and organic is good. And that's the best we've got. Mm -hmm. But depending on the quality of of the soil, that determines the quality of the food that comes from the soil. So shit will change Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, if, if we keep going the direction we're going. So, but some basics are things like this, um, you know, uh, eat real food. That's one that you can take to the bank forever. If it's, mm-hmm. if it, if, you know, so for instance, like things that don't have ingredient labels on them are typically real food. Like an apple doesn't have ingredients. Uh, spinach doesn't have ingredients. Mm-hmm. It's just spinach, mm-hmm. right? Chicken. What's the ingredients of chicken? Chicken. <laughs> you know? so, unless
1: they're, um, unless they're being pumped full of hormones. I mean, like, I think that's and, another topic that we could talk about, like, you know, with constants. Um, quality of meat, grass fed, um, you know, hormone injected meat, like what's, uh, where if, if I'm on a budget and I'm low income, meat, like meat is costs more than, than vegetables. But if I want to, you know, invest in some meat, like what, what do I need to look for that the meat hasn't been injected full of hormones or processed or um, you know the diet of the animal like where where can I go to find the um, what kind of meat do I need in my diet?
2: Yeah, that's a good question and that's 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 one that I've learned from uh, some friends of mine in the that are that are specifically just working on the nutrition side with clients that they've helped me to really come around in my time which is just that, um, you know, eat real food first and do the best your budget can allow. And when it comes to produce or meat, the meat is the most important that you eat the highest quality. So if you can get organic and grass fed on the meat side, go that way first and then opt for the Opt if you can afford the organic produce, go for the produce second, and the reason why is because there are far more things that are put into the meats and far more things that are that the meats can have in them, very uh, bad toxins that are in the fats that you really want to make sure that you 're spending your money on mm-hmm. um, the produce certainly with the pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, or all the stuff that comes on those. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, really long-term, your goal is to switch to organic when you can, but in the meantime, um, you know, focus on the, on the produce. There's, there's, there's actually different lists out there that show you which produce has the most pesticides on it and you can, you can stay away from those things. Mm. But usually, um, like for me, when I, when I'm in a pinch, um, you know, um, or, or in the, you know, in the past and whatnot, like what I would do is I would just, I'd focus on the meat first and then the produce. Um, I live in Santa Barbara where we have a farmer's market. I go to the farmer's market. I get to know the farmer and I try to bargain with them and I, and I haggle with them and I say, Hey, you know, um, uh, yeah, make, make me some deals on this. This is what I can afford for that. And most of the time those guys are, you know, when it's farm to consumer, generally you're going to get better deals all the way around because Mm. they're skipping out on, on the, the the dollars and cents that they lose when they sell it in a grocery store so Mm -hmm. sometimes they they have that margin that they can still sell it and make a profit even if you even if they give you a little bit of a discount Mm. so so for the areas Mm. that do have farmers markets go to your farmers markets get to know your local farmers um get to know your local organic farmers and you know what they do this for a reason they do it because they believe in it um it, it is a it is a business, and generally, organic farmers they work their tails off, and it's not the get rich quick scheme. Those guys work hard, they and they they you know it's uh, and a lot of that produce does go to waste because not enough people are buying it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's changed a lot in the last ten to fifteen years, but um, you know what a lot of the a lot of the food the here um, and here's a thought process on on some of the stuff. If you can't afford it um produce there's um like here in Santa Barbara we have a local food bank that i know some of my i know one of my friends that owns a farm that they give the extra produce to the food bank mm. and then the food bank just gives it away mm. and so you can pick up a bag of of potatoes and and broccoli and 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 peppers and all kinds of different things so oh,
3: wow
2: yeah i mean it's really just kind of like Food is, is, is going to be what energizes your body and sustains your life and, and helps you be you. That should be first priority when you're, when you're, when you're, uh, moving into a new town is where do I find good food? Where can I, how can I get my food system set up? So, so find out if you have a local farm nearby and, and find some way to work a trade with them, you know, within what, what fits your budget. Um, always opt for the, you know, again, the, the real food that's key. Um, you know, and, and if you're on the run and you're in are and, and you're in a pinch, um, and you're on the road, stop at a Seven Eleven and they've got some produce in there, pick up a banana or an apple, um, you know, some hard boiled eggs. That's, that's a good way to go. If you're, if you're, if you're on the road, um, you know, this is, this is a, a tough thing, but bottom line, you got to plan. You've really got to plan. And, um, and everyone's a little different, so just focus on what your scenario is, and focus on on what on how how you can get access to that high quality food. Ring me back in. Ring me back in. Sometimes I go on a.
1: <laughs> no, you're good. Oh, so we have like 15 minutes left. Um, yeah. So there's the like health and fitness. What people can do. Um, uh, do you have any do you have any recipes like easy, easy quick, non-complicated recipes? because I was I was thinking about breakfast and um, I love I love pancakes i I use a gluten fr- uh, gluten- free um, flour to make to make pancakes. Um, mm-hmm. so but not I'm thinking about like people who perhaps don't have access to an oven or, or a stove. So I was thinking about like, do you know any recipes where um, people are, are just like mobile like how what's a good what's a good breakfast um, or lunch item or dinner for people who just don't have access to a stove or an oven?
2: No stove, no oven. Maybe, Let's they say like,
1: maybe, maybe they have, like, a camping stove or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're in a situation where you're in a small studio that pretty much just has a, a bathroom and, and a room
1: yeah.
2: and a, a, maybe a kitchenette, mm-hmm. invest in a hot plate. Invest in a mm-hmm. hot plate hot that plate. you can, that, yeah, because that you can at least, and I've seen those for, I've seen them at thrift stores, I've seen them at garage sales. You can find them pretty dang cheap, and uh, and uh, in a little pan, and you can just you know pan fry some eggs. You can heat up some water and hard boil some eggs. Um, for me, breakfast is eggs. That's the easiest way to go. Um, eggs and no, vegetables. I,
1: I'm looking at uh, hot plate, pot plate prices.
2: Um, uh-huh. Uh huh.
1: An oy- uh, oyster single burner hot. That's a target for twenty-seven dollars and forty-nine cents. And here's an elite uh, eighteen-point-five inches, a two-burner at Lowe's for twenty-six dollars and twenty-four cents. They look pretty. Awesome. Looks like you could pack that in, like pack that. If you have like one of those mm-hmm. large, large suitcases.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it depends on who the person is we're talking about. If somebody mm-hmm. is, um, is homeless, I would say my stop would be to seven 11 every day. If I got mm-hmm. a, if I got a, a check maybe once a month, I would, um, I would hold to that check. I would, you know, stop at seven 11, pick up mm-hmm. some eggs, get a piece of fruit. That's how I'd start my day. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that would be mm-hmm. my, my kind of simple way to go about it. Mm-hmm. um, you know like that that would be uh, eggs eggs just pack a lot of nutrition for the punch you got your proteins your fats your cholesterol um you're 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 really you're really dialed in that's that's good stuff and so for i don't know what what is it what would it cost for two hard-boiled eggs and an apple i'm thinking less than less than three dollars two
1: eggs and an apple That should be the title of your book. Two eggs and an apple. (laughs) Okay. Um, uh, I'm looking at. uh, I can't find it. But yeah, that's that's probably the most um, cost-effective breakfast, two eggs and an apple.
2: Yeah. And that that actually will probably keep you sustained for a little bit because the fats and the proteins – that are in the egg, uh, that, that's what keeps you satiated for a while.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Sure, the apple is just quick sugar. That's just, that's simple sugar that's going to burn up pretty quick. Um, mm-hmm. but the fiber in there is is going to kind of hold you over for a little bit as well. That's a pretty, that's a pretty good setup.
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, so much to say. So, um, uh, What's going on? What's going on with you right now? Like, what? What is up? Like, how's how Santa Barbara? Every time I call you, you're like, "Oh, I'm swamped. I got I got 12 clients today." Or <laughs> I'm like, "How? How are you? How is TJ taking care of TJ?"
2: Word. Word. Good question.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about that for a little bit.
2: Yeah. So um, this. So yesterday I had one of those long days, um, eight to eight. And I do 45-minute sessions. So I ended up having uh, 10 clients yesterday and about an hour an hour break and a little 30-minute break in there. Um, so truly what gets me through the day on those days is nutrition. My food gives me energy. And if I'm not eating enough food or the right foods, mm-hmm. I bog down. I slump. I'm no good. Man, when I was in San Francisco, I was still drinking Red Bull. Oh, oh man, Red shit. Bull got me through no. the days. No. Hell yeah, that got me through the days. Oh. I loved Red Bull. Um, oh,
1: my, oh, that was it's, just so gross.
2: <laughs> it, it's been a while since Red Bull. Um, <laughs> and actually, even caffeine, I, I generally like um. I, I drink coffee even throughout the day. I'll, I'll have a cup of coffee or really espresso is what I go for. Um, but yesterday, um, after last week, I went and saw my coach and, and I just you know, one of my teachers, my long-term teachers that I met when I lived back in San Francisco. And I just decided, I said, you know what, I need to walk my walk again. I need to cut the caffeine throughout the day. I need to figure out how to get my energy to where it needs to be without that assistant. So, Mm. so yesterday was a day that was very, it was, it was long. And, um, and I did my food and Tai Chi on my, on my, on my little breaks that helped to energize my system, breathing. Help to energize my system. And then today, my first client at 6 a.m., as soon as I finished that, that session, I got my workout in. I did some Tai Chi. I made a, a smoothie, which I have a really good smoothie I make. Um, and I stretched out. I got some sun and I just go to re-energize my body before starting the next day. So it's, it's two basic things, movement and nutrition. Those are, those are the maintenance. Um, and, and really, can I share another little system that I always go back to?
1: Yes, please.
2: Cool. Cool. So this I learned when I was in San Francisco from my teacher, Paul check, and that's check C H E K. Um, Paul made it really simple for me to stay healthy. And I always loved this, this simple formula. Cause I'm not a super, um, I'm not a, the engineer type mentality, I'm very simple with my processes and how I like to do things and and go about my life. Mm -hmm. So so this simple system is you have Dr. Diet, Dr. Quiet, Dr. Movement, and Dr. Happiness. Mm -hmm. And so if you're noticing that your energy level is not quite what it should be or your just overall vitality is not quite what it should be, you address those four doctors. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: My nutrition my exercise plan or lack thereof, my quiet time, my sleep, my rest. Like today I'm feeling a little bit tired around 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock. I might do it a little bit later at three o'clock, either 12 or three. I'm going to do a 20 minute cat nap Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and and that's it. It just to kind of recharge my battery and then get back on track. So I'll be training till eight o'clock tonight. Um, you know, I just, I make sure to just listen to my body and I don't drain my body. My Mm -hmm. goal is I'm, I'm not the person that goes, Oh, no pain, no gain (laughs) drive. Keep going. Go crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, I get that. I've watched those people and they all look drained, miserable. Um, and, and, you know, and slowly something happens, whether a relationship ends in their life because they didn't address it or whether, Mm -hmm. Uh, they get some disease or sickness because they weren't paying attention to their health. So Mm -hmm. for me, the common sense approach is when you're tired, rest, right? Mm -hmm. Eat throughout the day, quality food, move every single day. And your body will actually tell you exactly what it wants. You just have to listen. Mm -hmm. And most of the time we've been, we've been uh, sort of convinced by, by doctors and media and things like that, that we don't know how to take care of ourselves. We have to go to other people that teach us how to stay healthy. (laughs) And I think that's bullshit. It's complete bullshit. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, if you want to stay healthy, it's really about listening to yourself and digging into what's going on inside of you. Your body will tell you what it wants. Mm -hmm. This is an attunement process. So over time, as, as you start to build trust with yourself and that you're nourishing yourself and loving yourself in the right way, um, you're going to get higher senses of what your body needs.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, but it starts with, it starts with, uh, eating clean quality food, um, or eating consistently. If you're not eating at all, or if you're, if you, if, the, if there's some sort of eating disorder, my goal would be just eat mm-hmm. food. Um, because that, that is an issue with some, some folks it, um, they get so stressed out from, eating what food they should eat that they just don't eat anything or they eat up, they eat and then they throw up after or something like that. Yeah. You know what? In those scenarios, those people just need to eat. And if they're a little bit overweight, that's okay. At the And that's one thing I had to learn over time was that, you know what? An overweight client is not an unhealthy client. That's not true. That's mm-hmm. not true at all. An overweight client is not an unhealthy client just because they're overweight.
3: Mm-hmm. So,
2: I would rather have my client be a little bit overweight but have a healthy uh, eating pattern with themselves if they if they suffer from any eating disorder. I think mm-hmm. that's way more healthy than them being some, you know, certain body fat percentage and having a six-pack but being stressed out on the inside because over their diet. There's this old uh, Chinese medicine quote that says, uh, it's better to eat the wrong food with the right attitude than the mm-hmm. right food with the wrong attitude. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's like a whole, a whole like I, I, I looked into. I went to the um, let me look it up. It was uh, eating, uh, eating disorder. It's like the National Eat, Eating Disorder Eating Disorder uh website, National website. And it's not like I was ever diagnosed as anorexic or bulimic, but I just I went there just to see, just to to see National Eating Disorders dot dot org, um, feeding hope, and there's um, uh, you could chat, you could call them. It's like a it's a resource, and it actually goes into like what what is anorexia, what is bulimia, and I actually identified with some of the bullet points on bulimia, but I don't throw up. And then I mm-hmm. was reading anorexia and identified with some of, with some of the, um, descriptions for anorexia, but I don't, I don't starve Like I don't, um, I'm not skin and bones, uh, but it was like, you know, a um, aspects, aspects of that. And, um, I've never, I've never seeked treatment, um, it's like i i know i know for for me like what what helps helps me is sometimes i will get into um like binge eating especially when it comes to like chips and salsa so good are um popcorn i love popcorn um but i don't i don't throw up i've never i, I don't like i hate throwing up it's like i'm a i'm a bulimic that doesn't <laughs> doesn't like throwing up um but what helps, what helps me, and maybe people who are listening in it can identify and relate, where um, I don't like scales. Um, like, I'll, I'll weigh myself but not, not take the number so seriously. And I focus, like, when I leave the gym, like, how do I feel instead of, like, um, body, body shaming myself because that's something that I do. Maybe other people do it. But I'll, I'll just say, like, I feel great and not worry about the number um i just worry i not worry i just focus i focus on how i feel after the gym so when i'm sluggish when i'm feeling sluggish it's like like i go to the gym it's like i feel great i feel good and and i focus on that rather than like the number um, so mm-hmm. yeah so that that website that website is www.national one word, this is all one word, national eating uh, org. Uh,
2: well, and, 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 it, and it sounds like if you're just binge eating but not throwing up, that's certainly not bulimia, right?
1: Well, it's an app. it's like, oh, right,
2: oh, let me go, go to it. Because I think, I think throwing up is the part that is, the, is what qualifies the bulimia.
1: Miss atypical anorexia. Um, where I was just learn? warning uh, warning signs and symptoms. Common symptoms.
2: In in V. What yeah. what oh. I, I had a an old. i say that. What's up?
1: Oh, um. So. Uh, warnings it's, it's the same website national eating there is warning signs and symptoms and it goes through all the eating disorders um, anorexia evidence of binge eating including uh, bulimia bulimia nervosa uh, evidence of binge eating including disappear disappearance of large amounts of food in short periods of time or a lot of lots of empty wrappers and containers containing consumptions of large amounts of food, evidence of purging behaviors. This part I don't do frequent trips to the bathrooms after meals, signs or smells of vomiting. Like this part, this part, I don't do packages of lax- laxative di- um, diuretics. Like I don't, I, like I don't do that drinks excessive amounts of water. Um, wow calluses on the backs of the hands and knuckles from self-induced vomiting. Oh, that's, that's gnarly.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a serious issue. And, and, and I, and I definitely want to be clear that because you binge eat from time to time, that does not qualify you as bulimic. Is that clear?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it feels like that. Um,
2: no i mean the the clarity is the clarity is that it 's what you do after you eat that qualifies not binge eating by itself and that 's really important to know because I would say if that was so, then we would have mm, i don 't know most of America that would be bulimic if binge eat, just binge eating alone qualified them mm. um, okay there's this, it's it's not you know there's this old saying that goes um Sometimes with, with food or with um, when people have um, bad relationships with food, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily what you're eating, but what's eating you. In the sense of what's on your mind, what's going on with the psychology, sometimes we binge eat mm. um, because there's, there's stuff that we're thinking about that's going on in our mind. And as a way of, of self-love and self-medicating, we decided to overeat. And I found that that self-medication of overeating, um, again, there's other options of self-medicating that could be healthier, like going to the gym or or spending time with friends or things like that. But I do find that actually overeating, that could be better than an alternative that maybe the person could have done in the past. So if binge eating is the worst thing that they do and it's from time to time and it's a form of self-medicating so they don't do something else, I actually, and this is kind of, you know, we got kind of into a heavy topic, but I see that as actually being a pretty good thing. Um, mm-hmm. that they just did a little overeating instead of maybe, uh, hurt themselves or, or drank too much alcohol and did something, you know, that they regretted or, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Is that like, mm-hmm. so it's, it's, no. it's really, yeah, yeah, we got to be really clear that we don't um, we don't think that just because um, somebody eats too much from time to time and they have a full stomach and they go, oh man, I ate way too much, mm. that they think there's something wrong with it. Um, mm-hmm. Some sometimes it's self medicating. You know, we had a long day or we had a good day or whatever it is, and we're, you know, um, it's important to get to know ourselves and why we're doing what we're doing, so we can get mm-hmm. to know what's going on on the inside. And if we learn who we are and why we do what we do, then maybe we can find other solutions of self-medicating that are more important or excuse me, that are, that are, that are equally healthy, um, or even or more healthy.
1: Hmm. All right.
2: Yeah. Okay. So that was some, that's, that's some, that's some stuff to, to dig into, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's uh. shoot. I'll tell you what. Um, man, I, (laughs) I was going to say, let me tell you about some pot smoking days when I used to binge eat. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if there's anything Uh. too unhealthy about that other than, you know, I had some calories to really work off in the gym the next day, you know, um, it's to me, it's all about a healthy balance with life, Mm -hmm. you know, not taking things too seriously and, um, and, and realistically, and when we do certain things that we call bad, I think that is that is inherently bad to call things bad. I think mm. we should look at hey, what's the what's the light and the shadow side of why this why we did what we did? What's the good side of it? What's the bad side of it? And and what's another way we could do it differently in the future that could serve our goals and dreams better? And this is what I this is how I work with my clients is I really want to figure out why they did what they did mm. if they're if they have some if they're trying to break. What are the mm-hmm. good sides of them doing that habit? What are the negative sides of them doing that habit? Possibly negative sides but mm-hmm. um, and if they if they and, and if they were doing it to remedy a feeling that they were getting, what's another way they could they could go about doing that?
3: Mm-hmm. what's
2: another way they could go about meeting that need that they have um, in a way that will will help them out long term with their dreams I don't know. Yeah. If, Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, the goal is get to know yourself, get to know yourself, get to know who you are, um, and, and what your fears are, what your dreams are and, um, and, and be okay with the learning process. And, um, you know, I I always say to anybody, I'm always willing to help people, um, you know, learn along the way but I'm not about telling them what's right and what's wrong. Uh, my goal is to really just hold truth up for them, um, help them see things from different angles, and, and maybe give them some tools or resources that could help out their journey. But my goal is to, I used to want to save people and, and fix people, mm. and that was like my all my, during my 20s as a coach, and mm. I decided I don't want to fix anybody or save anybody anymore. I want to mm. empower people to save themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that's a good approach. Um, you know, things aren't just, aren't so black and white when it comes to like nutrition, nutrition and fitness. Um, just about, sounds like, like, it's just about like navigating what's, what works for you. And, you know, for someone, for someone who's, um, like I've I've been on food stamps. I've gone to the food food bank. I've like I'm a I'm a um I do contract I do contract work slash I'm also you know stand up stand up comic actor. So I do I do that. So my my finances um you know it ebbs and flows. It's ups and downs. Like I have a new job every every six to every six months basically. So you know i i wasn't when i got laid off in 2008 and then got into contracting i didn't i didn't understand the dynamics that go into that and so it was it was a hard adjustment time but it's like i i like yeah this is what i want i want to do like if i get a long term job fine fine great but um you know, what I'm doing right now, it's given me time to do this pot, uh, do this podcast, um, and, you know, talk to you. So, uh, thank you on that note, on that note, we're coming towards the end of the podcast, which I'm sad. I don't want to hang up, but, um, (laughs) so great talking to you. Um, What's what's going what's going on What are your plans for the future Like how um, and if because uh, I see I see your I see your Instagram videos and and everything and the, and the workouts that you do Like are are you um, Where can people get a hold of you
2: Yeah, so you can find me on Facebook uh, TJ Fortuna or Fortuna Fitness. You can find me on Instagram uh, at TJ Fortuna. That's, that's my IG handle. And, you know, really my goal is to continue the self-exploration, um, that I, that I encourage my clients to do. So currently I'm working as a, as a, a coach, a, a personal trainer. Um, I'm feeling the sort of the healer in me want to continue to express itself, that part of me, um, so I'm going to continue to learn and grow about how I can help people to learn more about themselves. And, um, in this scenario, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm taking it one day at a time. Like I, I used to have these like grand dreams of all these things. I, um, well, I had all these accomplishments that I wanted to have down that I really mm-hmm. thought were important to me. And mm-hmm. then I, I think I realized that when I had turned, um, 30 and, um, I was, I was hitting my financial goals and, and whatnot because they were really financial goals that I had before. Mm. I, it, they didn't really fill my cup. And so I changed up how I went about my whole process and what I'm doing. And I'm actually currently in the process of, of learning more about me and what, what drives me. And, um, my goal is really, I, I asked myself, I said, you know, I was talking with the coach a couple days ago, um, and she says, what's your dream? What's your dream? And I hadn't given it much thought in the last six months or so because I've been, you know, really maybe the last years because my business has been really, you know, taken off.
3: Mm-hmm. And so
2: um, I was like, actually, it's to have a, a family, a healthy family. That's my dream, to have a healthy family and the way wow. that I know what a healthy family looks like and um, not, not, you know, not necessarily like what I grew up in. <laughs> but mm-hmm. more, what mm-hmm. I've learned that that is is needed to have a healthy dynamic in 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 relationships and um, ways of re- raising children that I've learned from the, the 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 fathers, grandfathers, mothers, grandmothers around the world that I've gotten to experience and learn about, and I've gotten to see some things that I'm like, wow, my really big dream is I want a healthy family, and I want to mm-hmm. I want to be able to uh, to do those things and. Um, that's my big goal. That's my big dream. And if I can, if I can, if I can do that, um, part of that means I need to know who I am so that way I can meet the right person that is right for me. Um, and I want to show myself love so that way I can show love to somebody else. And that's where it all starts. So my goal every day is to wake up, eat, move, and be happy and, um, and continue to empower others and serve others and everything else will fall in mind because I trust the process and I'm exactly where I want to be right now. It's, it's been perfect.
1: Yeah. Self-care is a full-time job. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> I wish I got paid for that. Oh, I wish someone could pay me for self-care, but I think the payment just comes into like, um, Hey, I'm not a raging but- bitch. I'm like, Oh, Hey, I'm not on trial for murder. Um, stuff like that yeah um so uh thank you so much for being on the podcast i missed your spanish inquisition workouts like tenfold um yeah so i don't know
2: you know that you're the only one that got the spanish inquisition workouts right shut up i'm 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 such a I'm so, I'm so nice to to everyone else. And when it comes to you, I'm like, all right, let's turn up the heat. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you're mean. Oh, you're horrible.
3: But oh
2: no, you, no, you're just, you're so much fun to, to work with. And, um, and that foam roller. Oh man, I know you love the foam roller.
1: <laughs> what was that? Wait, wait, what did you have me do? That was fucked up. um, <laughs> oh was it burpees or I don't know you put like like a heavy weight on the row the row machine I'm like what I can't I'll go. I'm like no that's I was like uh, TJ that's too heavy it was like 50 pounds I got I don't know some crazy weight I'm like no I'm good and they're, <laughs> they're like do it and I'm like okay I'll try and then like there is no try just do it <laughs>
2: Like I threw, that. I threw some, some Yoda in there. I threw yeah. some Yoda at yeah, you.
3: <laughs> do or do not, Yoda there happy. is no
2: try. <laughs> oh man. Oh. No, you know what? I, I find, uh, usually, so definitely my style has changed a lot. I don't think I've asked anybody to do a burpee in, I don't know, a decade. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it feels – it's probably been about that long. I um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: think you were the last burpee that I had, and I think I just threw that on you because I was just wanting to to put the hurting on. <laughs> no, I'm just, kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No. You know what? Hey, V, I'll tell you what. It's, it's funny. People um, – everyone's different. I'm very much – from person to person, I, I figure out what they need. On your side, I think uh, um, in that scenario, you – you are strong. And I saw a lot of, I see a lot of strength in you. And so when you, if there was a weight that we were going to do and you said, oh, I don't know if I can do it. And I believe in you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? Why don't we, why don't we try it? Why don't we try and see how it feels? Or maybe we drop the weight at first and we try mm-hmm. that. And then we kind of move up and we go, let's, okay, let's try it out now. Mm-hmm. Um, my goal is to be able to assess, assess my clients from. With every repetition in the gym, every movement that they do, I'm constantly watching their body and seeing, you know, what they're ready for or not ready for. Um, and psychologically, I know that sometimes people don't understand love. So my goal is to, to help them out on that side and, and offer, give them a new offering and say, hey, from what I'm seeing, you're ready for this. Your body's ready for this. Um, and then if someone says, well, I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'll, I'll try. Generally, I know that they've been defeated before they even stepped in the ring. So generally, I say if you're if you're gonna if if we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it. And if we're not gonna do it, we're not gonna do it, and that's okay. But mm-hmm. if we're doing it, we're all in. Do or do not. There is no try. Uh, How's that?
1: Good. Uh, I just had someone call me, but okay, it's still recording. I hope it was still recording. um, I didn't, I hope (laughs) I didn't catch that last part because the call interrupted the, what you were, what you were talking about, but I'm, I don't think it stopped the recording. So hopefully it caught, it caught that.
2: V, I wanted to, I wanted to to finish by having a coaching session with you in this very moment right now. Are you, are you on a hands-free device at the moment?
1: I am. Well, okay I, okay. I have my headset. I have my headset on, but I have a long cord.
2: Okay. Can you stand up for me?
1: Yep. I'm standing.
2: Okay. Um, bend your knees, put your hands on the ground, and walk your feet back so you're in the top of a push-up position with your arms straight and your legs straight, feet on the ground.
1: So what am I, what am I doing?
2: You're going to, you're going to, are you standing up nice and tall?
1: I am standing up nice and tall, yes.
2: Okay. Um, fold forward, put your hands on the ground. Okay. Walk, take both your feet back and just do, do the top of a push-up position. So go into a push-up position.
3: Oh, okay, yep. Are you there? Yes. Yep. Okay. Okay.
2: Now bring your feet forward. Again, and go ahead and stand back up for me.
1: Am I hopping? Like hop forward? You can
2: hop. You can walk forward. You can do whatever feels good for you.
1: Okay, I hop.
2: I heard that. I heard that hop. That was good. That was good. Now go ahead and stand. Stand on up. Yeah. You just did a burpee. Welcome back.
1: <laughs> Yay!
2: <laughs> Welcome back! Welcome back! You're a badass. I love you. <laughs> All right. That was just for old times' sake.
1: Uh, I have to come down so I could get like a full workout. <laughs>
2: the full <laughs> Spanish Inquisition. I don't. I don't yeah. use the marathon stick either. I used to use that marathon stick with you and roll your quads out on that stretch table. Oh my that, God. That that was pretty brutal. That was pretty brutal. Oh,
1: no! Remember. <laughs> remember when I did the half marathon? I did the half marathon and the next day was my personal training session with you. And I was like, my body's all fucked up. <laughs> I was like, well, Do something. And so that was awesome though. That was a good, that was a good time.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, no, you're always, you're always fun to work with. So yeah, I, I'd love to come back anytime and I, yeah, let me know when you're down in Santa Barbara and this is my, my little, this is my little paradise sanctuary. I love it down oh. here.
1: Cool. Well I'm happy for you. I'll definitely visit um sometime. Um and when I do I'll keep you I'll keep you posted. So um thanks everyone for listening. Say bye to yeah, you. Yeah, thank
2: you. <laughs> bye you guys. Thank right. you so much. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. trying to get away
3: Flies upon thirsty ground.